thanks to all of you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of this extravaganza, I guess none of us made it to the Obama birthday bash scale down. Uh, the images, the pictures that have made it out show, oh, no social distancing, no mask wearing, but they did have a COVID advisor. And while the guest list was 700, but they were going to to drop it down dramatically because of criticism by all accounts it didn't drop if at all uh by many people at all uh but we saw apparently pictures out there obama photograph partying massless at a super spreader birthday bash that you know none of us can have yeah i love how people say well it's outdoors it's in a tent this is like the big sham that goes on in in new york city and elsewhere and, and I really don't even want to talk negatively about it because I want these restaurants to stay in business and find a way to survive and their workers to survive. So they put up these right in the sidewalk. They put up these these plastic plastic encased. Sometimes it's a little more sophisticated with wood and they build the structure, but it's built outside. But then it's enclosed. So it's really indoor dining, but they call it outdoor dining because it's built outside on the on the sidewalk or in the middle of the street. I mean, it's so stupid, you know, there's zero difference, but it's neither here nor there. I want I want people to work. I want businesses to thrive that people are sick of all this. And no wonder Biden didn't want to attend the event without the with the maskless partying going on. The Obama party tent uh, tent could have been a, a, a covid incubator. Who knows? Sure. If anybody gets it, they're already told. Don't tell anybody. Don't mention it. You know, don't mention it. Uh, because guests at the birthday party, oh, all of a sudden they all started deleting their Instagram posts after the president was seen dancing at his epic bash. The party of all parties, is his manager called it, whoever the manager, T.J. Chapman, is. Um, guests at the party, again, deleting. I, I, that's the funniest thing to me. Oh, no, no, get, please take down the pictures. We don't want people to see. How many people were here and that we weren't socially distant and we didn't have masks on? Oh, the double standard. You know, like Newsom in restaurants. When no one else in California can go to a restaurant, he's in there. Not once, but twice. I think now we're up to three times. His kids in-person learning the whole time in a private school. Public schools shut down to in-person learning. You know, his his kids in summer camp, uh, but those places are shut down to the rest of California. Anyway, it raises questions now about the scaled back nature of the party when its estimates are, are quite high. Uh, you know, a who's who of liberals, you know, the Democratic political class partying it up, Martha's Vineyard, their 30 acre mansion. And I don't, I don't, you know, it's fine. He made money. Good. Have fun. The problem is, is the double standard and the hypocrisy. And everybody else has to shut down their lives, you know, and this county happens to be a, a pretty, quote, COVID hot county. Just like, you know, the great Dr. Fauci wouldn't talk about the party, nor is the great Dr. Fauci ever said a word about the super spreader event of all super spreader events. And that would be, of course, at our southern border that's going on. I mean, it's unbelievable. By the way, the Daily Mail did come up with the best pictures of what was going on as the party. Obama's 60th birthday. Don't you hate? I hate birthday parties. I can't stand them. I really can't. Apparently, it made traffic a, a total Adam Schiff show on the island for people. Now, that's, 
The State Department is denying John Kerry took a private jet. There's a picture of him getting out of a private jet. And reports are that he flew in Saturday evening for the soiree, which was scaled back. Um, but they're claiming that, no, he has a home there anyway, and he didn't take it to go to the he didn't take it to go to the party. Uh, I didn't go. I had other parties to go to. Pelosi brushed off the fact that she was disinvited, she said. I guess that probably, you know, but where, where's Fauci? Now, look at this number that I found over the weekend. And everybody needs to pay attention to this, especially in light of the fact that the CDC director last week said that the COVID vaccine that they told you would bring you back to normal life well, is uh, is no longer able, cannot, we're not guaranteeing to, to prevent you from getting COVID. And I know this is true because one of my best friends got it. As I told you, not this past Saturday, the Saturday before. In less than 24 hours, he had Regeneron in his system. And then he took a combination of ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. And he spent pretty much all of last week either fishing or out on his bike on a private trail alone. And, and, if he ever got anywhere near people, he put his mask on. But he stayed away from people the whole time. His whole family moved out of the house because the Delta variant is so contagious. Now, this is the New York Post. Now, the Department of Homeland Security, all right, they found a document reported first by NBC News, not by the New York Post, that more than 18% of family units crossing the border and about 20% of unaccompanied minors, the ones that they have tested for, um, test positive for COVID-19, a dramatically high rate of positive of COVID positivity. Now, with well, well over a million illegal immigrants this year, it's going to be a 25, 30-year record by the time the year is over. It seems like there's no end in sight here. So two, three million illegal immigrants this year will cross the border. A 20% infection rate, that would amount to 400,000, do the math in your head, new COVID cases that the U.S. healthcare system then will have to deal with. But then remember this, they get sent to the cages that Joe Biden built, you know, the overcrowded cages, the plastic cages. So I guess they're nicer than the chain link cages. It's still a cage. They can't leave. They're overcrowded. They're all on top of each other high rate of COVID positivity, and then they get dispersed to every state in the country in the dark of night, and they don't even tell the governors or or local officials that they're sending them. And this all happening is Delta now is the dominant strain of all new COVID cases in Central America and now as well here in the U.S. And there's two other variants, as I told you on Friday, behind it, starting with the one from Peru, the Lambda variant. Then we, We already got the next variant, in the works that eventually will make it here and is you know increasing or increased transmissibility even new york magazine acknowledges is an exponential threat if a virus that could previously infect three people on average can now infect four people on average it looks like a small increase but if you if you start with just two infected people in both scenarios just 10 iterations later the former will have caused about 40,000 cases, while the latter will be more than 524,000 cases. That's a 13-fold difference. In other words, 
if the, if the, if you infect three people on average, the previous variant of COVID and the new variant infects only four people, right? Then that means, again, th- just do the math. You get to 10 iterations later, and now it's 40,000 if it's three, and it's 524,000, a 13-fold difference. That's, that's not a small difference. That is a big difference. You know, now we've got we we got France, Germany, now in the United Kingdom, UK health, you know, with their health pass mandate, you know, you got people storming BBC headquarters, people now protesting there. You know, you look at the facts in in all of this and there is no facts. You have one Texas mayor, we told you about what was happening in one Texas city. Uh, McAllen, Texas, last weekend, 7,000 cases. I think it was 1,500 in the last week alone. One Texas mayor appearing on Fox News, I guess, this morning, uh, actually on Friday night, rather, with Laura Ingram, said, we we, we need help. The mayor of McAllen has issued a, a public plea for help. Things have gotten so bad there. Said the city is running out of money. And that's another thing that, you know, now all these cities and states, because they're Again, they're just transporting people all over the country and they're spreading out not only the number of illegal immigrants. That means states have to provide food, water, housing, health care, education, but with a high rate of covid positivity. Anyway, this mayor is desperate and says noted that the overflow of illegal immigrants has now led the city to set up emergency tents and issue an emergency disaster declaration warning the U.S. Customs and Border Protection is releasing an alarming substantial number of immigrants into the city, including a lot of people that are positive for COVID-19. People blame us sometimes here in the municipality, and we tell them it's, it's we, we don't have any say in this. It's outside of our jurisdiction. And the mayor, by the way, on the mayor's point, he's right. He can't do anything. And the governor's been trying to pull a rabbit out of his hat and try everything imaginable and all the Biden administration does is take him to court and 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 try to stop the governor from controlling his borders because Joe Biden and, and his administration won't uphold the laws of the land. And the not one Democrat is speaking out, not a peep out of flip flop Fauci. There's no bigger super spreader than this. And then as they now disperse people around the country and Americans as a result become COVID positive, and some die, whose fault is it? Well, I would blame the people that are not enforcing the law at the border, and and on top of that, not even testing the people, not respecting our laws, sovereignty, and borders, and, uh, and that are coming into the country. They don't get tested. They don't. They, no vaccine mandate for them. And that dopey NIH director that said parents need to wear masks around their kids last week, well, he's he's hopeful on the covid surge and says, but, you know, we're paying a terrible price. Well, how are you hopeful about this? You know, he remained optimistic that the U.S. could effectively combat the latest surge. And he acknowledged we're playing uh, we're paying a terrible price. You think? Why doesn't anybody, anybody in the Biden administration speak out about what's happening at the border? I mean, it makes just, no that makes no sense to me. But he celebrates all these vaccine mandates and mask mandates and even more government shutdowns. We, we can't go back. And then they love attacking uh, Governor DeSantis. Governor DeSantis was the first governor. 
He used every state agency in Florida on day one. Once once it became known that older people were the most vulnerable, which it usually would be the case, although in the case of swine flu, it was actually younger people. Older people had more protection against it. For what scientific reason, I have no idea, but that's just the facts. But he, he used he mobilized every state agency, and they went into the elderly community, which is quite high in Florida, and they protected the older people. Now that the CDC is saying, okay, well, even if you got the vaccine, you, you still can get COVID. It's, it's no longer protecting against people from contracting COVID. Well, now he's setting up therapeutic centers around Florida. Nobody paid attention to that either. And other governors will follow suit. You know, it's and, and he, oh, they're all attacking him thinking, well, if Trump doesn't run, it's definitely going to be Ron DeSantis, which probably is a good guess if Trump didn't run. But Fauci has no he's not saying a word about the border or, or Obama's party, but he's, you know, all over the Sturgis motorcycle rally attendees saying the health crisis supersedes the need to do what you want to. You mean like have a party in Martha's Vineyard, Dr. Fauci? You mean like leaving open borders with a high rate of COVID positivity, Dr. Fauci? Things you've never, ever, you know, said a word about? By the way, thoughts and prayers. I want to call my buddy Ricky Medlock. It's uh, been reported he tested positive for COVID-19. Let me tell you, this is a guy, if I anybody I know, he'll kill the virus himself. He's one of the toughest guys I've ever met in my life. Love this guy. Anyway, Ricky, if you're listening, we love you. We're praying for you. I'm going to give you a call. Keep your phone on. Stay uh, tuned, my friend. Hang in there. Uh, any help we can give you, it's always available. You know we love you. I had 25 till the top of the hour. You know, I don't even know what... I don't have the words to explain the complete idiocy and stupidity of, what, 18 Republicans signing on to this this bipartisan infrastructure deal. Because as I told you, there was no negotiation going on except to give the Democrats a win, and then they're going to turn around right after they get their deal and everything they didn't get in negotiating with weak Republicans that gave them a, a a false sense of bipartisanship and ram everything else through. They've already spent $600 billion, now another $3.5 trillion. They're gearing up to, to ram their Green New Deal socialism through Congress before the, nick, the ink is even dry on this dumb, stupid deal that some weak Republicans made. And, you know, oh, the three point five, the four point one trillion, if you add them together, not the one point two, but the other six hundred billion already spent. Yeah. Paid medical leave, uh, two years of tuition free community college, uh, climate, 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 climate madness. And, you know, Bernie Sanders saying allowing them to avoid having to get any Republican to buy in reconciliation. We will pass this budget with 51 votes, not 60. Because they're using reconciliation. And Chuck Schumer said it was going to happen that way. And now it's happening. And I've got a lot more details I'll share with you on the other side. Stay with us. Ladies. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to take a second to hear the immortal Bob Grant's thoughts about the world today. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's sick and it's getting sicker. Now, back to the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. So between the $600 billion they already spent, the $3.5 trillion that they're going to put in their reconciliation uh, bill uh, to pass the New Green Deal Socialism, that's 4.1. Now it's 5.1, add another $200 million, and it's, you know, $5.3 trillion dollars. Okay, the 1.2 is already 207, uh, nearly $270 billion in debt, according to the Congressional Budget Office. Now, the, the, the objective here is to implement all these Green New Deal, you know, agenda items, the, the Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, AOC, Squad, New Green Deal Socialist Manifesto. You know, the agriculture, nutrition, forestry, $135 billion. Yeah, I wonder if it includes the science of forestry to prevent these, you know, predictable uh, fires uh, all throughout the country. Or the Committee on Banking, Housing, Urban Affairs, just a mere $332 billion. Uh, science, technology, eh, $83 billion here. Uh, energy uh, committee, yeah, hundred ninety-eight billion. Everyone gets the little piece of the pie. Environment and, and public works, yeah, sixty-seven billion. EPA climate and research programs, uh, sounds like a Solyndra scam again to me. Clean energy technology accelerator, you know, that would fund low-income solar and other climate-friendly technologies. Why don't they let the free market discover? The, the the next mode of transportation that's going to save Americans money that they actually want. Because that whoever comes up with that, I don't know, Elon Musk's, you know, Tesla company sounds interesting to me. You know, that might be that he may become the Henry Ford of our era. If I can ride a car that I like cheaper, I'm all for it. I haven't found one yet. I don't mind. And then, of course, you have your offsets which means tax increases, which will be dramatic. You know, every tax on every corporation, that's going straight to you. You know, buck 30 more a gallon than you were paying when Donald Trump was president. Uh, yeah, more to heat and cool your home and more for every product you buy in the grocery store, drugstore, and every service that you have provided to you. And they're expanding Obamacare. That goes on and on and on. And, you know, oh, okay, we're going to, we're going to, $726 billion, universal pre-K for three and four-year-olds. Jeez, let's indoctrinate them even earlier, as if we didn't screw up our school system and our kids enough, thanks to our unwillingness to ever go against the teachers' unions that fund our elections. Thank you. Tuition-free community college, child care for working families. This is all the Green New Deal socialism, all of it. But they're calling it human infrastructure. You know, let's just, you know, bastardize words and change the meanings of words. Investment. That means, yeah, raising taxes, investing, investing in what? You know, kickbacks to all the industries that help get you elected. Got to be kill kidding me, right? But we're supposed to just go along with this. Workforce development and job training. 
Oh, pandemic preparedness. <laughs> how about prepare to fi- how about prepare to close the border? That would be the first first smart thing they could do to stop the spread of COVID in this country. Of course, that's not going to happen. Homeland Security. What is they What are they focused on? Electrifying the federal vehicle fleet. Oh, okay. Rehabilitating federal buildings. That's the next thing that's going to, we're going to all have to retrofit our homes and our buildings. No more steel, no more glass to build, you know, buildings in New York. Well, what are we going to build them out of? Ice cream cone, ice cream pop sticks? What's next on the list? Because you're certainly not going to support building them with lumber, considering you have to cut down trees to make that happen. Not that they would allow that to happen. And it goes on from there. One of the smallest amounts of money goes to veterans, $18 billion. You know, upgrades to VA facilities. $1.8 trillion in investments for working families, the elderly, and the environment. Unbelievable. Then they lie and say it's a historic tax cut for Americans making less than $400,000 a year. No, that's not true. That's for families. That's, that's a couple. It's $200,000 a year. Then the money that they increase, now that you're paying a buck, 25, 30, 40 more a gallon of gas, um, that's a tax on you also because of their new Green Deal madness. Then everything you purchase, that's another tax on you. And those evil corporations that get the corporate tax increase that they're going to give them, yeah, that will also be passed on to you. Never mind the five point, what, six percent inflation rate that's going on which means that you're now paying more for everything on top of all of that, that which I have just mentioned. You know, the, 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 this is how they passed Obamacare. This is how the, the, this is how Democrats bypassed the legislative process. Now, I don't know. I got to assume that the Senate parliamentarian is, is going to step up on some of these measures, certainly not enough, and say, no, you're not able to do it. And this is what's most infuriating about weak Republicans, because they should have never gone along with this crap. Nancy Pelosi was dictating to the Senate that they first pass the bipartisan bill before we got to the reconciliation part, which was guaranteed for all of them because they're not going to because they didn't think they'd get it all otherwise. And Nancy Pelosi's future is is dependent on keeping the squad happy. Over the weekend, Congresswoman, the real Speaker of the House, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, was asked whether or not she would challenge Chuck Schumer uh, in a primary and maybe face off, you know, maybe maybe AOC and Chucky Schumer can face off on the debate stage next year because she's not ruling out challenging Schumer next year in a primary bid for his seat. Apparently, she was asked on fake news CNN. I know it drives everybody nuts, but the way that I really feel about this and the way that I really approach my politics and my political career is that I, I, I do not look at things and I do not set my course positionally. And I know there are a lot of people who don't believe that, but I really, I, I can't operate the way that I, I, that I operate, do the things that I do in politics while trying to be as, aspiring to other things or calculating other things. I don't know what the hell that means, but, you know, does any, maybe you understand, you can interpret it for us. But certainly she didn't say, I'm not running against Chuck Schumer. That much I can tell you. 
You know, they're claiming that their reserve fund won't raise taxes on people making less than $400,000. That's not true. That's another lie. All of these, everything is free. Nothing is free. What is the false promise of socialism? That every, every fear you have, everything in life, that the, the normal stresses of life, not the, and, and look, survival is, can be an everyday stress in life. It can be. I've been there, living paycheck to paycheck. It's not the greatest feeling, you know, but you can survive it if you're willing to work hard. And then if you've, you know, then you got to find ways that you work extra hard and put some money away. And then the more money you're able to accumulate, that becomes freedom for you. So then you can make other decisions and maybe follow other dreams that you have down the line in the pipeline, things that matter to you. You know, maybe more finding more of your purpose in life. We'll get to this at the top of the hour, but uh, there was an interview on CBS with a, a young woman named Brittany Camiso, uh, one of the 11 women that accused Governor Andrew Cuomo, known as executive, previously known as executive number one, detailing all the the groping and grabbing and unwanted touching of this in their creepy encounters with Cuomo and you know, how how awful it was. I watched the interview. She seemed extraordinarily credible to me. I felt sorry for her. Cuomo's top aide and enforcer has resigned. Again, I'll get into this at the top of the hour. His, his lieutenant governor, Kathy Hochul is her name. Maybe you don't know who she is now, but you probably will because she will take his place and become the first woman in, to lead New York State as governor. Remarkable rise for somebody who was, you know, pretty obscure since joining the governor's team in 2014. She's kept a pretty low profile. She canceled her public events last week following the release of the AG report. That's something we're watching very closely. Um, I know it's just a typical Monday, but we always get our, our weekly tally out of Chicago. Think in your head, just, you know, based on the history of us caring about every life and scrolling the names that you've never heard of. Nobody else seems to care about on television or radio. I do I think every life is a gift from God. I really believe that, that we're all children of the same God. We're endowed with natural God-given rights. They're not government rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You can't pursue happiness when you're not safe and secure, when you don't have law and order. Yeah, how many, just in your head, just take a guess. How many people do you think were shot in Chicago this weekend? And then take a guess how many people were shot and killed. Linda, do you have your number in your head? You probably know what the number is. I do. I do, unfortunately. Yeah, 73 people shot in Chicago this weekend. 11 fatally. And by the way, more than, a, more than half during just one 10-hour span. By the way, another police officer was killed. Three mass shootings that wounded 16. The mass shootings occurred about an hour apart, south side of Chicago. Do I need to go much further? But we can't, you know, this is terrible. Chicago police police did identify the hero officer during a traffic stop. Female officer that was killed. You know her name? Does anybody listening know her name? I know her name. Her name is Ella French. Three and a half year veteran, Chicago PD. First shooting death for a member of the department this year. 
been about 150 nationwide. One of three officers inside a Chicago police car, 9 p.m. Saturday night, traffic stop. <clears throat> as they say, there's no such thing as a routine one. On, a, on another vehicle, three occupants, and the shooting happened Saturday night. I, I mean, it just 38 officers have been shot at or during 2021 in Chicago so far. 11 officers struck by gunfire. You want that job? You think Lori Lightweight is going to defend you or Comrade de Blasio will defend you or Gavin Newsom or Andrew Cuomo will defend you? No, not going to happen. There's a nightclub shooting in Texas, one dead, five wounded, five shot, two killed at a Brooklyn party in New York. Pennsylvania shooting left one dead and one injured. I can just run down every city. These aren't even the totals. I'm just giving you specific instances of things that happened this weekend. I can go through all the totals if you want. Funny how we never hear their names. I'm looking at a picture of the Chicago police officer shot and killed. It was her dream to be a police officer, apparently. You know, identified Ella French. She was only 29 years old. Worked as a cop since April of 2018. Wonder how her family's feeling today. Wonder how many people will report her name on TV tonight. Oh, did I mention she had a two-month-old baby? Linda reminded me. Thank you. Corey Bush continues her defund the police push. <laughs> She's spending seventy grand on her own security. You see, does this make any sense now? I five hundred and seventy-four official riots last year. Confirm riots. I condemn what happened on January 6th. How come we don't have a commission on the 3,000 cops injured, pelted with bricks, rocks, bottles, Molotov cocktails, the nearly 3,000 cops injured, 25 people murdered last summer, police precincts burned to the ground, city blocks taken over. Has anyone ever, you know, cared about Hor Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr.? I still talk to his father on occasion, and Andre Taylor. I, I've become very fond of both of them. And I, I would say friends of mine. You think he? You think he feels any better today than he did the day that his son died? He doesn't. How? How could he? How do you recover from that? I don't know what. I don't know if I could recover from that. I consider myself a pretty strong person. I take a lot of incoming. Some things I just don't know how people recover from this is one of them and it's happening every weekend in our country nobody seems to give an adam schiff at all they just don't give a shift at all they don't care it's so sad